Hey guys, Freddie Wills here, back for another podcast, recapping last week's games, as well as looking forward to this week's leans. Seven and four on my leans last week's podcast. We went seven and five on the week for a small loss in profit. Unfortunately, our two biggest plays on Saturday, Stanford and Arizona, were losers. I'm sure we'll touch on at least one of those during this podcast. But 7-3 and three overall on Saturday. And an, another unfortunate is that my premium pick newsletter play on North Carolina. Another loser. It's been a rough season so far for the newsletter. But uh, if you haven't subscribed, now might be a good time because we are definitely due to bounce back after um, two straight losers. So make sure you subscribe by heading on over to freddywills.com to get that one premium pick that clients pay for every week. So, recapping last week, let's go into this. Uh, App State got crushed on the road against Louisiana Lafayette. You know, another good Sun Belt team. App State had four turnovers in the game, but more importantly, they only had 211 yards. And the 41 to 13 final, in my opinion, was every bit as bad as it, as it looked. Uh, this was with App State going three for three on fourth down. The biggest difference is they were zero for 11 on third down. I mean, I really at this point don't trust their quarterback like I do in previous years. Chase Bryce, he has not been good. He's been turnover prone. And obviously they got a big game here tonight, uh, recording this on Wednesday, against hosting Coastal Carolina. I do think that that spread is inflated. It opened at 3.5 and, and now is out to 5.5. And um, I, I don't know what route I'm taking. I know Coastal Carolina has played literally nobody this year. So you're definitely getting line value with App State off a loss last week. But I don't know if I... You can trust Chase Bryce at this point, so I might not play that at all. I might give it out. I really got to dig deeper, but uh, that's my feeling on the, those those um, that game here tonight with App State getting an extra day to prepare, having played um, last Tuesday, actually. So last Tuesday, they're playing on, one, uh, on Wednesday, and Coastal Carolina, of course, they played um, 13 days ago, so they have even more rest than App State here. Um, so I'm not sure what route I'm taking, but uh, I can tell you that all the money and tickets are on Coastal Carolina right now, which is why that spread has moved from 3.5 to 5.5. Moving on, San Jose State outgained San Diego State 345 to 240, but they lost the game by 6 in overtime. There was actually no touchdowns in regulation. This may offer value on overs in the future. San Jose State killed themselves with 12 penalties in this game for 101 yards. Uh, they'll be a five-point favorite on the road this week, while San Diego State will be a four-point dog on the road at Air Force, who just took down Boise State. No real leans in those matchups for me. Clemson held on to defeat Syracuse, but they sure did not cover the spread. You know, I, I don't take my own—I—I I, I didn't take my own advice on the podcast last week. I said that uh, the under in this game would be a really good way to look. Instead, I took Clemson minus 13 and a half. I really thought their defense was going to shut out Syracuse. That was the main reason why I went with it. Uh, and I figured they could at least muster, you know, 20 to 21 points. Uh, but they hold off and win 17 to 14. They did have the ball late in the fourth, up 17-7 with a chance to cover. Uh, but honestly, even the points that Clemson scored, they were it was just a struggle. Uh, they had to have uh, some lucky plays or some great offensive plays to, to even get those two touchdowns that they got. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little questionable on Clemson moving forward. They Their defense also late in this game gave up a 62-yard pass, a 54-yard run, and nearly lost the game. And that was against a bad Syracuse offense uh, that's at least one-dimensional. Uh, they can only really run the ball. They, they're not a good passing team, as we saw. Um, they're away dogs this week against Pitt. 
another ACC team that upset them in the past. Clemson now 0-7 against the spread. Uh, I lean Clemson here against Pitt. <laughs> um, slight lean. Uh, and, but I, I definitely need to check some injuries. Early action was taking Pitt minus 3 to minus 3.5. Uh, but that immediately dropped back down to 3. So uh, it, it seems to, to me that some sharp action on Clemson at plus 3.5 whenever it hits there. Marshall crushed North Texas 49-21. to But they only outgained them by 66 yards. But this was... In my opinion, every bit of a blowout. Marshall got off to a 42-7 first half lead. There was plenty of garbage yards for North Texas in the second half. We know Marshall has been on the misleading final report over and over again. So they're not really a team that, in my opinion, you want to back as a favorite or that's going to be able to close a game out. Uh, North Texas had two big play touchdowns by DeAndre Torrey, a 75-yard run, a 51-yard run which is worth noting. North Texas, a 21.5-point dog against Liberty this week. Uh, But it's worth noting that North Texas is happy to get down early and fight back late, and their offense has been pretty explosive over the past two weeks. We saw it against Missouri the week before, um, and we just saw it again this week. And obviously Liberty, who they face this week, is off a big-time loss as a huge favorite. Uh, the biggest underdog loss, uh, outright win in the group of five in quite some time here as uh, Louisiana Monroe upset them as a 31.5 point dog. It must have been one hell of a halftime speech because Liberty was up 14 to nothing at the half and then they got outscored 28 to nothing in the third quarter. Liberty had three turnovers in the game to Monroe's one. But other than that, Come, uh, you know, coming out of the locker room flat. I'm not sure what happened to Liberty. Liberty continues to get respect. They're a 22 point road favorite against North Texas, like I just mentioned. And uh, Monroe, obviously, off a huge upset, is a 13 point home dog to South Alabama. Uh, Monroe and their losses this year, uh, I mean, they lost to some pretty good teams by double digits. I don't know if South Alabama is considered a team that can blow out a a team, to be honest. I mean, Monroe lost to Kentucky, Coastal Carolina, and Georgia State by 35-53 and 34 points. Uh, South Alabama has a little extra time to prepare, uh, but haven't really been exactly blowing teams out in the past. So uh, that spread is curious to me, but given the situation where Monroe just came off a a monster um, underdog outright upset, I, I just can't, I wouldn't be able to back them this week, even though I think that spread's a little too high. Uh, so no official lean in that game. Purdue beat number two Iowa on the road, twenty-four to seven, which was probably my best prediction of the day. It was a three percent winner. Uh, Jeff Brom, spoiler makers are now four and one versus Iowa. Per- Purdue put up four hundred sixty-four yards of offense to Iowa's two seventy-one. They were plus three turnover margin, which was something Iowa, you know, was dominating coming into the game. You know, Iowa gets a much needed buy here, and I think they still have everything in front of them to play for. Uh, all they, I mean, they they can win out. Do I think that's going to happen? No, but uh, I don't think that we're going to see any kind of hangover, especially after a bye. Uh, so definitely going to be looking at them in the future because I, I still do like Iowa. I just did not like them against Purdue. Uh, Purdue goes back home, and now they'll have everyone telling them how great they are, and they're a three-point home dog to Wisconsin. You know, I want to back Wisconsin here, but I just don't think I can. I just – Graham Mertz, terrible again last week against Army – uh, you know, so it's it's hard to get behind that. Purdue, uh, I want to go back to see, uh, I think it was 2018 where they had that major upset over Ohio State. They came back the next week at Michigan State and lost 13-23. to So if you want to look at that as something to um, handicap, you can. And I believe they 
were probably an underdog in the, in that game uh, at Michigan State. Not sure, but uh, they're an underdog here. But the difference here being they won on the road and now they're at home. Oklahoma dominated TCU, but they were actually outgained in this game in this game by four yards. TCU was well in control of this. Uh, Oklahoma was well in control of this game, up double digits for the most of it. But it's really amazing that that defense was supposed to be improved, yet they can't play a complete game. So I'm really not going to be the type to be buying on Oklahoma as a national title threat. Uh, with true freshman quarterback Caleb Williams, who was you know he was great in this game, but he was he's faced two shit defenses thus far, and the hype train is only going to get larger. Oklahoma playing Kansas this week, you know I'll be interested in fading Oklahoma when they play some decent defenses down the strap stretch. They're going to wrap up the season at Baylor home against Iowa State, and then at Oklahoma State, three solid defenses. And I'm going to be looking to probably fade Oklahoma in all three of those games because their defense, which was supposed to be really good, um, hasn't shown me much lately, um, giving up all those points to Texas and then uh, 31 points to TCU, getting out gained by TCU. Uh, TCU is not 100% healthy. They were banged up in that game. So um, definitely going to be looking to fade Oklahoma down the stretch here. TCU will host West Virginia this week, who is off a bye and really off a really bad game. Uh, West Virginia, I think everybody was taking them at Baylor the week before. Now, obviously, Baylor looks a hell of a lot better. They, they just beat BYU now. And um, TCU, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I lean towards West Virginia. Moving on here, Indiana, they could not score touchdowns in this game against Michigan State. We took the under in the first half, which cashed for clients. However, uh, we did not have anything on the full game on the spread side or anything like that. Michigan State uh, was outgained in this game, 322 to 241. Uh, the the biggest issue, obviously, Indiana coming off their bye had you know time to prepare, and they have you know a very respected head coach in Tom Allen who can coach up the defense. Uh, they've always been very solid on the defensive side of the ball. They held the Kenneth Walker to 3.7 yards per carry. And actually, seven of Michigan State's points were on a pick six early in that game. So the 20-15 to 15 final, uh, I mean, really not indicative of how that game went. I think Michigan State now on a bye, and they'll be hosting Michigan next week. Um, both those teams should be undefeated in that game. So it's definitely going to be one of those games that are very exciting with that rivalry. Um, but it looks like Indiana might have laid out the blueprint to stop Michigan State, stop Kenneth Walker, don't allow the explosive plays over the top. We'll see if Michigan can, and we'll see what that spread is next week. Um, on the other hand, Indiana hosts Ohio State this week as a 19.5 point favorite. Eileen, Ohio State there. I think we're getting a little couple of points of uh, value just based on how Indiana looked against a ranked Michigan State team um, that I thought has been playing a little bit over their head all season. Texas uh, controlled this game against Oklahoma State. They held leads of 17-3, to 24-13 before they basically got shut down in the fourth quarter, losing by giving up 17 fourth quarter points. Uh, you know, Texas to me just seemed to be they, they seemed to get worn down in this game, and, and that's definitely possible after the Oklahoma game. Uh, the play calling late was weird. It was like B. John Robinson just disappeared from the game script. Uh, Texas, obviously still very talented. Uh, I'll likely be looking to back them next week after their much-needed bye as they'll head to Baylor for a relatively big game, a bigger game for Baylor. And then Oklahoma State, on the other hand, has challenging road game at Iowa State this week. There'll be a 17 
uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a seven-point road dog. Uh, I don't know that I can recall ever seeing this before unless it's a group of five versus a power five opponent where you have a top 10 team in Oklahoma State ranked number nine in the AP poll, and they're going on the road to face an unranked team, and they're a seven-point dog. Um, Iowa State very easily could be undefeated as well, though. Uh, I actually lean Iowa State minus six and a half, minus seven. Baylor, we mentioned them previously. Impressive in their win against BYU, 38-24. to They they outgained BYU by 125 yards in the game. And um, Jerry Bohannon has been great this season. Um, really, I don't know if it was on my podcast or in one of my premium pick analysis that you know I doubted him. He's been great, and I'm definitely going to have to uh, um, make some adjustments on Baylor for sure moving forward. Um, still not going to overreact here, though, too, too much, especially on BYU. Uh, BYU still a good team. Baylor had several coaches from BYU staff last year on their staff this year, so BYU had to make you know, some pretty significant changes in a short period of time before that game, and it definitely seemed to impact them at least early. Uh, BYU, a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Washington State this week. Uh, but, I, you know, I think that line is a bit inflated uh, for me to back BYU, so I don't really um, – lean any way because obviously Washington state coaching staff just lost their four head. Uh, they lost their head coaches um, in Rolovich who uh, got fired due to, you know, not taking the vaccine because it's, you know, state of Washington law now as of October 18th, uh, hard to know where the players are going to be with that. Um, I'm not even going to speculate or guess. So I'm obviously, I'm probably just going to pass that game. I just, I have no clue. Um, and I think the spread is inflated. So uh, I would have liked BYU at pick, but uh, definitely not going to be looking at them in this game. Uh, speaking of Washington State, we thought it might be a distraction uh, this past week uh, because everybody pretty much knew that Rolovich was going to be gone this week. Uh, but I guess it makes sense that the players really stepped up knowing their head coach was going to be let go. Um, we obviously gave out Stanford minus one as our play of the day. And it, you know, it turned out to be a loser, a uh, tough one uh, to swallow as Stanford got out to a 13 nothing lead. And, you know, I thought we were going to be great in this game. Uh, but um, Washington State battled back in the second quarter. And then Stanford had a 31-27 to lead with seven minutes left to play late, late in the fourth quarter. Uh, but, you know, in my opinion, it was a lucky it was an unlucky loss due to two fumbles by Stanford and their inability to score touchdowns instead of uh, just field goals. Washington State scored three unanswered touchdowns in the second quarter. That alone flipped this game um, and put Stanford's whole um, game flow uh, out of whack, especially in the third quarter. You know, part of my handicap was I thought that they were going to be able to pass the ball. They definitely did a great job passing and, um, you know, Stanford goes into a much-needed buy at a very disappointing 3-4, and four, and we'll see what we're going to do with them out on the other side of that buy. Florida got upset as an 11-point road favorite at LSU. Uh, really not shocked here. It's a tough place to play. Florida, minus 4 in turnover margin. Really the reason why uh, LSU's defense is, is complete trash at this point. I, I really don't know that I could back LSU, even though all their spreads are going to be inflated. Uh, Florida, in my opinion, has some serious holes, especially on defense, which we knew. Uh, but I still wouldn't be shocked if Florida pulled. I mean, they were right in that game against Alabama. Um, I think Anthony Richardson needs to start at quarterback, in my opinion. He's far more 
dynamic, better passer than Emory Jones. So, I mean, if Dan Mullen makes that switch um, before the Georgia game, it can be very interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to back Florida the rest of the year. I'm not saying I'm not going to fade them the rest of the year. Um, you know, obviously Florida's getting the bye here before Georgia, the Georgia game. So, um, that's going to be definitely interesting. And then LSU this week takes on Ole Miss as a double digit dog. Uh, they of course announced that Ed Orgeron's not going to be coming back next year, but he's going to finish up the season. So that's another interesting dynamic because, um, what's, you know, Ed's effort level. I mean, he, I don't think he really helps LSU on game day. I think he relies on his coordinators, but during the week and before the game, getting his pl- players motivated, I think that's where his uh, strengths are. So, uh, is he going to be, I, I don't know where he stands and how he's going to be. Is he pissed about, you know, being let go? Cause it s- sounded like it was mutual. I don't know where his mind is, and I'm not gonna guess. So I'm, you know, there's no way I could play this LSU Ole Miss thing. Um, Lane Kiffin's also being thrown out out there for a lot of other coaching jobs as well. Um, but Ole Miss obviously still a lot to play for this season. Their only loss is to um, Alabama, and um, something freaky could happen, and Ole Miss could still get into the SEC championship game. So Ole Miss a lot of play to play for here, and LSU's defense has been complete crap. Um, so I'm not sure where I would go in that game. BC, Boston College, plus three at home at, at night for the first time since 2018 was a spot, you know, I almost took them. I, at the last minute, decided, not the last minute, but Friday, I decided to pass. Something just didn't feel right about that game. Um, and, and say, I'm glad I did as NC State won 33-7. A bit closer look in that final score, Boston College had two turnovers, a fumble, and an interception, and they were just one for four on fourth down ultimately proving to be the difference in this game. You know, I'm not ready to throw Boston College in the trash for that performance, and I'm not ready to crown NC State as, you know, one of the favorites in the ACC. Uh, But um, moving forward here, we do get Boston College going on the road to face Louisville team that's off a bye, so probably passing there. Otherwise, I would look maybe for Boston College uh, to rebound. I think that spreads a little high still, so I, I definitely lean Boston College. I think Boston College can get the running game going again against Louisville. Um, and their defense did not play bit poorly against NC State. I, like I said, it was the turnovers and the crappy field position that their offense put their uh, defense in in that game. NC State, on the other hand, will go on the road to face Miami as a minus three-point favorite. And I, I definitely lean NC State. I think it's a huge coaching mismatch. Uh, if you've listened to my podcast, you guys no one knows that I'm, I'm not a big fan of Manny Diaz. And um, obviously we... That was our premium play uh, in our newsletter last week was North Carolina minus 7.5, uh, which lost again uh, against Miami. North Carolina, despite an early pick six given up by Sam Howell, covered the spread for the majority of the game. Honestly, it looked good um, where they were up double digits for the majority of this game. Um, but they give up the backdoor touchdown with three minutes to play. Uh, you know, my, my we're, I, to be honest though let's 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 be transparent Miami did outgain North Carolina in the game and they lost by 3 despite having three turnovers so you know um on the surface it looks like Miami outplayed North Carolina um but like I said North Carolina was up by double digits in this game and uh there was obviously some some garbage yards where North Carolina was not playing really aggressive defense so um, I'm still not high on Miami, and North Carolina has a bye this week. You know, I will look to back North Carolina again against some poor 
offenses because I think that they can put up points on pretty much everybody. Um, but can the opponent offense keep track with them? And and so I'm, I'm definitely still going to be looking at North Carolina moving forward. Nevada plus three five uh, plus five turnover margin in their win thirty four to seventeen over Hawaii. Hawaii was also zero for two on fourth down, uh, so that's really like turning the ball over seven times. Hawaii beat Fresno the week before, and now Nevada and Fresno will face off this week at Fresno. Uh, slight lean towards Nevada plus four, but definitely an interesting game to look at here because you would think that Nevada would have beaten Hawaii by more given the stats that I just uh, threw out there. Here's another interesting, and I'm going to have another uh, lean here for sure. Colorado State dominates on defense, allowing only 76 yards uh, and win 36-7. This made their offense and defense really look better than it was. Uh, Not a huge fan of Steve Adazio, uh, but he's doing good things up there at Colorado State this year. I think it's a bit misleading personally, but uh, uh, New Mexico, uh, who only... 76 yards. I think they were down to their third or fourth string quarterback. Uh, that offense is definitely not the same without Terry Wilson. Um, Colorado State goes on the road to face Utah State this week. Has been Utah State's been in the misleading final report a few times against some of the big boys, BYU and Boise. Uh, so Utah State, plus three and a half. I think they're going to be a live dog on Friday night at home. Uh, Colorado State has benefited greatly from weak schedules of offenses faced, and Utah State has played their toughest games at home. Um, <laughs> but when you look at their schedule, they've actually come up with some really impressive wins. So it's not you know crazy to think they won't come up with a win at home. Um, they beat Washington State on the road, and they beat Air Force on the road. So Utah State should not be an underdog, in my opinion, in this game, and I'm definitely going to be looking to take them on Friday night. Strong, strong lead. Probably my strongest lead of this podcast. Uh, so that's that pretty much wraps up today's podcast. I, I do want to touch on some major look-ahead spots uh, for next week. Ohio State has Penn State next week, so that's that's one major look-ahead. Michigan State has Michigan next week. And Florida State, who's a 35-point favorite this week against UMass, they, they've got to be licking their chops to face a beatable Clemson team. Um, does Florida State, I mean, they came up with a big win uh, against North Carolina last week. I mean, do they look past UMass, probably the worst college football team in the nation, um, towards facing a Clemson team they can beat? I mean, they already got upset by a big-time uh, underdog this season, so I don't know that they will look past it. Um, but uh, those are those are my three takeaways for next week. Uh, Definitely looking forward to this week's college football. Uh, So, again, uh, appreciate you guys listening. If you like what you heard, please like, subscribe. And uh, if you do, uh, write a review on my podcast for Apple Podcasts. Screenshot it, email it to me. I'm happy to give you a week of premium picks for free. Thanks, and uh, good luck this week.